I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Okay. Ask you a quick question to kick off the show. How many of you know what a flexitarian is? This is an instance where I wish I could see you <laughs> so I could see the number of hands up and just count how many of you have ever heard of the term flexitarian a flexitarian diet this this whole topic this whole show has confused the heck out of me I've, as I've been putting my notes together for it and let me back up a little bit I've written one Nutrition books, sports nutrition to be specific, swim, bike, run, eat. Uh, and, you know, it's about sports nutrition. It was the hardest book, one of, yeah, the hardest book I've written to date because nutrition is so individualistic, individualized. But that doesn't mean, just like with exercise, that there's not science and there aren't, you know, buckets, what carbohydrates are and do, what protein is and does. So that was a hard book. And in that book, I talked about this term and I had just seen it recently and it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And in my opinion, which this show is backed by science, but my opinion, it is everything that is wrong with the approach to nutrition. Now, in researching the topic for this show, what I looked at were, is one study I'm going to go into and some articles in some really well-known publications. One in particular, I'm not going to name it, don't, don't need to. I need to throw people under the bus unless it really, really has to be done, which is really rare. But they basically said in these articles and study that way more people knew would know what this term is. And as I was working on the show and would run into friends and people I knew, I asked all of them if they had ever heard of or knew what a flexitarian diet was. Not one. Not one. <laughs> now, you know, I have a mix of people who uh, listen to this podcast uh, which I love, you know, from people who are just starting out to, you know, some pretty serious athletes. And I would guess maybe, I, I, I don't even know, under 10% of you, I'm guessing, would have heard of this. And don't think it's a bad thing, by the way. You know, I had a couple friends who were like, almost like, you know, feeling like they should have known what it was. I go, no, 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 no. It's everything that is wrong with diet and nutrition. All right, let me read you a couple definitions that I found. All right. First, the word flexitarian blends flexible and vegetarian. All right. And represents a primarily plant-based style of eating that may feature some meat or fish consumption. Some flexitarians consider themselves part-time or semi-vegetarians. Is your head exploding? Eating an abundance of plant-based foods, vegetables, fruits, grains, beans, nuts, 
and seeds while consuming animal products. And, and here's the term. Here's the term that always makes me happy. If you've listened to my show, read my books, you know why. While consuming animal products in moderation. <laughs> like, there it is. The final word of the first definition. I'm going to give you more. I'm going to get worked up. <laughs> I decided again. I should I should have called this podcast Tom's going to get worked up. It, it, it really pains me. It, it hurts me to do these shows. Because of the just making the complex simple and making the simple complex. That is what I have realized is done when it comes to exercise and nutrition and motivation. Okay. How can you be? I thought, wait, <laughs> if you are vegetarian and vegan, you know, awesome. Do your thing. Be healthy. That's all I care about. Do your thing and be healthy. I would be offended. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. I am a flexitarian. Didn't know it. We'll get to that. Or kind of did know it, but didn't know there was this dopey term, in my opinion, for it. But if I was a vegan or a vegetarian, I'd be offended. Because you either are. You're not like, <laughs> you know, so many ethical reasons people are vegan and vegetarian. So for someone to say, hey, you know, I'm a semi-vegetarian. Like, you either believe in, and again, now we're getting into... I don't want to go here necessarily for today's show, but more the ethical side, right? And that is what I would argue is a huge problem with the vegan vegetarian discussion because you have health and you have ethics and the two are muddied uh, to support a side. I'll leave it at that, okay? But I'd be offended. So for all, those of you who are vegans and vegetarians out there, uh, what, what's your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on if you hadn't heard it before? Semi-vegetarians, flexitarians, and there's more terms. Like, of course there have to be, right? All right, let me give you yet another uh, definition. Flexitarianism is a neoteric term that has been emerging in the scientific and public sectors recently. Added to the Oxford English Dictionary in 2014, flexitarian is a... <laughs> Portmanteau, portmanteau I, I don't know what that term is. <laughs> I, I'm going to admit it right now. It's the first time I had seen it. Uh, of flexible and vegetarian. Okay, so it's a combination of the two, as I'm guessing what the term means. Uh, referring to an individual who follows a primarily but not strictly vegetarian diet, occasionally eating meat or fish. Despite the global demands for meat, it appears that there are now a growing number of flexitarian consumers who abstain from eating meat regularly. <laughs> Don't you love how the last term in both of those definite eating meat? Yeah. It, okay. Moderation, people. Moderation. Uh, now let me pull from one of the articles I was talking about. Uh, and again, I'm not going to name it because I don't want to. Uh, most consumers can be grouped into meat consumers, meat avoiders, or meat reducers. Okay? You got those who eat meat, those who don't eat meat, <laughs> and those who reduce meat eat a little bit of meat. All right? The trend toward flexitarian diets 
appears to reflect consumers who are meat reducers. Well, that would stand to reason, right? Uh, eating meat within meals on some but not every day of the week. As with typical meat eaters, I have a problem with that. See, this is... I did a show not too long ago on protein and how you will hear and read, you know, that high protein diets have negative health implications. And what they don't tell you is that that is most often based on people who eat a large amount of red meat frequently. So instead of telling you that, they throw protein under the bus, right? Not healthy lean sources of protein, not fish and lean sources of meat and chicken and things like that. No, they say protein. High protein diets can have, well, high protein diets that consist primarily of red meat most days of the week. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. This is making the simple complex and the complex simple. All right. Let me read it again. On some, not but every day of the week, as with typical meat eaters. So who knows what a typical, where's that definition? Who decided that a typical meat eater eats meat every day of the week? I eat some meat. I would consider myself a meat eater, a typical, not every day of the week. I rarely eat red meat, but if you serve it to me, I'm going to eat it. If I go, I went to a state restaurant over the weekend, rare and even when I go there, oftentimes I'll still get fish. <laughs> I'll still get my salmon. But that's just personal choice. All right, so the, the terms. It's all about the wording and the lack of, like, transparency oftentimes. All right, let's continue, though. Uh, as with typical meat eaters, this definition is most closely in line with that of semi or demi, demi-vegetarianism. <laughs> like, why? We need two terms? You either eat meat or you don't. And you either eat meat, you know, that is healthier. Like, let's get let's get specific, right? This, these vague terms and, and, again, making them complicated, semi, you know, demi, demi. <laughs> is it demi more? Is it demi-vegetarianism? Uh, Subsequently, the terms are often used interchangeably in the literature. Okay. Uh, for example, in one publication, semi-vegetarian diets are defined as those significantly reducing meat intake on at least three days of the week. What kind of meat? It's important. Now, I get it in these studies and they have to be broad and, you know, they're, they're going to do many studies. But that's not what's extrapolated out. That's not what is put into the headline. And I think, as I said at the start of the show, the term in and of itself flexitarian shows like the absolute goofiness behind how we eat. And I will bring up that example that I bring up so frequently, you know, getting ready to write uh, my next book and the book, The Micro Workout Plan. I wanted to call it excessive moderation. And certain people in the publishing house hated it. <laughs> and I, and I, I get it. Because it's hard to sell moderation, but it keeps coming up. If you dig into the research, if you dig into, you know, things like the Blue Zones, it's going to come up over and over again. And the Mediterranean diet that's going to come up in today's podcast and over and over again. It's all moderation, people. So what is flexitarianism? It's, it's called moderation. Okay. But we don't want to call it that. 
We don't want to call it that. That doesn't sell books, right? I thought excessive. I thought if you made it this term, and actually, <laughs> I love this part. One of the people at the publishing house said, term doesn't even make sense. It's contradictory. And I go, yeah, that's, that's the point. Excessive moderation means doing it frequently, doing, yeah, playing off the term that we do everything to excess. So let's do moderation to excess. Of course, it's <laughs> an oxymoron of sorts. I don't know what you, you know, uh, want to call it. All right, let's continue. Wow. Get more work. I knew I'd get worked up because this is, this is one thing that really drives me up the wall uh let's back up okay three days of the week okay again significantly reducing meat intake on at least three days of the week and the reduce oh here's the new term did i give this one i don't think i have yet so you've got so what do we have now we have flexitarian we have uh semi-vegetarian we have demi demi uh, vegetarian and they also throw in and, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing these words because they don't come up <laughs> in, in my line of work, which shows you again, uh, reduced tarians, reduced tarians. Like that's ridiculous. Like flexitarian is ridiculous enough, but reduced tarians. And the definition of that is a similar concept that promotes reducing animal products from a person's diet for sustainability purpose, but doesn't eliminate them entirely. Now, Again, this is the first time I'm seeing that term with that definition. But who's to say it's only for sustainability purposes? I'm guessing, and, and maybe I'm wrong, that some reduced tarians are doing it for the same reasons that flexitarians are. <sighs> All right, let's get to the study. Uh well, let me give you let me give you the benefits uh, again back to the article one of the articles uh what are the benefits <laughs> now if you've listened to my show or you have common sense you already know what the benefits are but let me allow me to read them to you a flexitarian style of eating comes with several benefits including enhanced muscle and bone health well, that probably means you're eating some protein right uh and beneficially impacting your gut microbiome what's more because you're because you're eating varied healthy foods. Uh, what's more, you reap these health benefits without, here we go, people, needing to eliminate the foods you love. Wow, that's ridiculous. That's not going to sell books. Um, as the name implies, the approach is more flexible than a strict vegetarian or vegan diet. And I underline this line for obvious reasons. Which makes, which helps make it a more sustainable styling, a style of eating over time. There you go. Again, the reason you're not seeing that in the book is because it's not eight weeks to you know twenty pounds. It's yeah, how to eat for a lifetime, and you don't have to eliminate things, and it's flexible. <laughs> like everything, diets aren't supposed to be. All right. Uh, the study, a 2016 review in uh, Frontiers in Nutrition. Okay, so let me fast forward here a little bit. So that is one of the studies, the one I want to bring up today. Uh, and it was titled, it is titled Flexitarian Diets and Health, a review of the evidence-based literature. Again, Frontiers in Nutrition, 2016. Let me read you the abstract. A flexitarian or semi-vegetarian diet, I can't say it without laughing is one that primarily vegetarian 
is one that is primarily vegetarian with the occasional inclusion of meat or fish. Of late, there appears to be an increasing movement towards this practice. There has not been a recent update on these diets from a health perspective. Using the National Center for Biotechnology Information PubMed database, a search was made. Okay, so they looked at a bunch of studies, right, uh, between 2000 and 2016 that met defined inclusion criteria. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to show you how even the inclusion criteria, because there's so many stupid terms, like, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Yeah. So they looked at 25 studies, 12 focusing on body weight and diet quality. There was emerging evidence suggestive of benefits for body weight, improved markers of metabolic health, blood pressure, and reduced risk of type 2 diabetes. Again, no surprise. Uh, SVD may also, semi-vegetarian diet, by the way, if you've forgotten yet, <laughs> SVD may also have a role to play in the treatment of inflammatory bowel disease, such as Crohn's disease. Given that there is a higher tendency for females to be flexitarian, really important, really important, right? Um, yet males are more likely to overconsume meat. There's a clear need to communicate the potential health benefits of these diets to males. Deep breath. All right. Now, one thing I think that people don't realize, obviously we're hearing a lot about plant-based diets. That's not the focus of today's show. <laughs> but, yes, there is a ridiculous amount of evidence that eating less meat, eating less red meat, is really beneficial to our health and longevity. But I think most people don't realize plant-based doesn't mean plant-only. So this is where it's so confusing. It depends on what your definition. I mean, I know people who are plant-based and to them, I mean, they're, they don't eat meat. Some don't eat dairy. Like, again, it's all over the place. But plant-based doesn't mean plant-only. Not in a strict definition or depends on, you know, what research you're looking at and books and things like that. But plant-based doesn't say plant-only. More confusion there, right? So, yes. Yes, we should eat less red meat. And if you want to go, you know, vegan, vegetarian, again, more power to you. All I care about is that you're healthy and your numbers are good and, you know, cognitively you're good, physically you're good, all that stuff. You're getting in the vitamins and minerals you need. Okay, do your thing and know what you're doing, right? Um, they talk about myths in one of these articles. And I would argue these are not myths about flexitarianism. You know why? Because no one knows what it is. So how could there be myths about something that the vast majority of people have no idea? And now we're getting into this small number, way smaller than they give in the literature that I read. I would argue based on, yes, my completely anecdotal experience personally um, and, and professionally. So no one knows what it is to, begin, is to begin with. So how can there be myths? But the myths, they threw out a handful. I pulled out two or three. They say a flexitarian diet restricts dairy. And then he goes on, or the, or the author goes on to say that, you know, well, I'll get there in a second. A flexitarian diet is not suitable for children. Are you kidding me? Moderation, eating a little less meat, eating healthy. Let me go back. You know, uh, grains. <laughs> Where's, where is it? Oh, my gosh. Uh yeah, I, I think the vast majority of people who even 
know what flexitarian is would not probably say that it's bad for children eating a wide variety of foods. Come on. It, it, it's, it's, it just it, it takes my breath away. All right, let me just read you the limitations from the study. I'm going to wrap this all up. And, and this is the first time I think ever that I've read a study for the podcast where the limitations are the most important part. <laughs> that doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But here it totally does. It totally does because the limitations are that this is not widely understood. We're throwing all of these terms and I get it, research and study, I get it, it's part of my life, but, okay, limitations. On the whole, uh, <laughs> flexitarian diets appear to have emerging health benefits. However, it should be considered that before any formal recommendation about flexitarian diets can be made, official definitions of these diets are needed. Yeah, you think? Uh, for example, the inclusion criteria used in the present article did not always bring up publications using the same definition of semi-vegetarian diets. Yeah, because what is it? It's the same thing. And it's going to be whatever these researchers decide it is. I mean, what's the difference between a semi-vegetarian diet and a flexitarian diet? Both people eat meat occasionally. Or a reduced-tarian diet. Is it the reasons why you're doing it? Ethics with the reduced-tarians? A formal classification of FDs is needed that can be put into appropriate use in future research. Presently, large cohort investigations also appear to overlook FDSVDs. For example, the recent uh, European Prospective Investigation into Cancer and Nutrition did not include SVDs when comparing the metabolic profile of meat eaters, vegetarians, and vegans. Okay, it is also worth noting that large dietary surveys such as the UK National Diet and Nutrition Survey could look to include a definition of an, an analysis, uh, analysis of flexitarian or SVDs. Again, I talk about, yes, you know, most diet and exercise uh, research is often done, especially in a large format, using reports. <laughs> so people are going to misreport how well they eat and misreport how much they exercise on and on and on. And now we're getting into like, oh, like, are you flexitarian? Are you semi-vegetarian? Well, what does that mean? How many times? Obviously, in certain studies, they're going to specify. But again, problems, right? Which is why we look at the studies, but we need to look at the studies, right? On a final note, uh, in the present review, the focus was on flexitarianism, as this terminology has been increasingly used in the public press. Mm, I beg to differ. Uh, nevertheless, it should be considered that terms such as meat reduction or, here we go, drum roll please, Mediterranean diets. <laughs> You're not including that? <sighs> I, am, I eat a Mediterranean diet. And I've said this so many times before. There was no term to what I did. When people would ask me how I ate before, way before I was really getting into this, like decades, because I would read the research and look at what was healthy and use my common sense and study it, exercise physiology, nutrition, all that stuff, and see the patterns. I go, oh, I'm eating whole grains and, you know, I'm limiting my meat, but I'm eating some meat and, uh, you know, <laughs> lean sources of protein, healthy fats. And then I saw, oh, well, that's a Mediterranean diet. And oh, now I re realize it's a flexitarian diet. But they're not including that. Terms such as meat reduction or Mediterranean diet may also constitute an FD were not included in this review. Yeah, because there's too many terms and it's too vague. All right. 
Final line, this could form the basis of future publications along with an anticipated future growth in studies looking at flexitarian diets and markers of health. Moderation, people. It's hard to sell. And again, I will always, uh, I'm open-minded. I'm open to anything. I'm not open to misinformation like blatant misinformation or just because it works for you then it works for everyone no and I will give you my experience of one myself and I'll talk about my clients that's anecdotal stuff okay but it doesn't mean we dismiss it and we can talk about dairy and things like that like I limited my dairy now uh as I got older I found my body doesn't like it now I think it doesn't and I feel better when I don't have certain dairy things but we all have to listen to our bodies. All right, let me just give you a couple, <laughs> one last thing. In one of the articles, uh, it was how to start a flexitarian diet. The flexitarian eating pattern has no clear-cut rules or strict recommendations for amount of meat or dairy products, so it's flexible and easy to adapt to your preferences. <laughs> Final line, you may also want to start by replacing meat with vegetable forward dishes a few days a week or consider ways to reduce meat intake by increasing the amount of plant foods in recipes such as grain bowls, stir fries, and thick stews packed with vegetables, legumes, and whole grains. People, this is what I've been saying forever, okay? He goes on then in the article, the last paragraph to say that he doesn't, I also recommend against uh, exploring the dairy-free alternatives. Why? In the same article, he said, you know, people think that flexitarianism, flexitarianism, getting worked up, is dairy-free. And then he says it's not, but here you should, you could consider it. Listen, again, as long as you're getting in your vitamins and your minerals and everything you need, you know, calcium is really important and certain B vitamins are really important. You got to get them. How you get them is up to you, but you got to get them, right? But no clear-cut rules or strict recommendations. Eat meat a little less or a lot less depending on how much you have, but you know, come on. It's about eating a variety of foods, lean sources of protein, healthy sources of carbohydrates, healthy fats. It's not extremes. This is what has been wrong with the exercise industry and the fitness industry or the uh, diet industry and this is what my new book is about it's my first tell-all into all of this and it's too important it's literally life and death and it's quality of life how long we live and how those years are as far as quality of life all right so flexitarianism why do we need all these terms I'll go back to Diet Cults with Matt Fitzgerald. If you didn't listen to that episode, one of the greatest books, one of the greatest writers, uh, Matt Fitzgerald, Diet Cults. And he just goes through all these diets and says, just the fact that there are so many diets and so many contradictory shows us there's a problem. And one of his ideas on why people you know go into these diets is it's more about belonging to that group really interesting right i don't have a diet name i mean when pushed i will say mediterranean but i am more specific when people ask me what i eat whole foods 
healthy carbohydrates, lean sources of protein. And I focus on what I do eat, not what I don't. And you should too. All right. All right. That was better than I thought. I, I got worked up. You can hear it. I don't edit any of that out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Flexitin. I can't even pronounce it when I, my heart rate's up. My heart rate's up. Reduced Tarians. Why? Why all the words? Because it sells books. Uh, all right. And programs and products. Let me not leave that out. It's hard to just sell exercise. It's hard to just sell a healthy way of living. But I'm going to do it. That's what this show is all about. Uh, if you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Uh, any questions, I will answer them here on the show. Uh, if you have, you know, anything, comments, questions, Tom H. Fit, uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can also go to uh, teamholland.com is the website. You can email me through the site. Love to hear from you. It's also fitnessdisrupted.com. Go to that site, same site. Uh, please, this is a brand new feed. Over 400 episodes uh, and now Fitness Disrupted 2.0. So rate the show, comment, please subscribe, follow, whatever you can do to support it. My most recent book is The Micro Workout Plan. Uh, I highly recommend it. <laughs> and if you have read it, please, please, as I get ready to you know, write my next book, uh, Amazon reviews, things like that, so greatly appreciated and important for a writer. All right. We all control three things, how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and that is awesome, people. I am going to bring you only the best information, break it down as best I can so that we can all live our best lives. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist, Believe in yourself. <laughs>